Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. And now, starting this August, a new adventure from the Cellcast podcast. The Cellcast, the animated series. Throughout the month of August, Jacob and Drew will review the animated series Star Trek Lower Decks as it releases on CBS All Access. Join us, because resistance is futile. The Cellcast, the animated series. Every Tuesday on your favorite podcast catcher. New show, same RSS feed. That's about it. One. More than one. More than one. Alright. Why thank you, like introduce our co-host, a man who didn't quite think this plan through completely. Welcome, Drew. Well, when you're in a hurry, sometimes things slip through the cracks. Yeah, when, when you're when you're so obsessed with the immortality, you kind of forget things. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. So how are you doing today, Jake? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Long day at work. I don't know if it's my age catching up with me or it's it's just too confounded hot outside. I'm, I'm, I'm probably a little of both. Probably. I'm 37 after all. Um, hey. <laughs> Watch your tongue, whippersnapper. <laughs> Anyways, I'm doing very well, considering everything. Uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a uh, relatively. It, it's not. It, it has been slow, but it's starting to pick up a little. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a little bit here and there. Okay. Uh, what have you been watching? Uh, what have I been watching? It slips my mind quite a bit. Uh, I did get to Shame. watch. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, I actually did watch the, uh, after watching Dead Zone, I actually mm-hmm. watched World's, uh, The World's Strongest. Right. Interesting little yeah. film. Yeah, it's an interesting little film. It's actually quite better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to point out a little something. I don't yeah. think you noticed. Um, I don't think The World's Strongest is, reaches that 80-minute limit on... Uh, the 100 movie challenge. What they don't know doesn't kill them. <laughs> it's kind of out there in the wild now. Thanks. <laughs> Jim, you heard nothing. You're assuming this will still be in the thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either way, uh, I just, and very recently, just before I came over here, I was watching the... Uh, the four, what is that? Four star? Team Four Stars, Dragon Team Ball Z Abridged. Yes. Which they're not finishing it, which makes me sad. Yes. 
But they did at least bring it to an end, so. Yeah. So where where were where uh when they had to cancel it, where they They weren't forced to cancel it. They did finish the cell saga. Oh, okay. They just got to a point where it was they wanted to work on other projects. Okay. That's what it comes down to it, because they'd been working on it for that's right, yeah. Fifteen years. Yeah. That's so true. I can understand wanting to move on. It's just at the same time it's like, well, I kinda wanna see Boo Saga. Maybe one of these days I'll pick it up. Maybe, maybe so. Hmm. Yeah, so I watched the uh, Team Four Star, Dead Zone, and World's Strongest. Man, those are so funny. Oh, my. They're, I had watched a little bit of uh, Team Four Star mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and I laughed my ever-living tail off. And then, you know, preparing prepare for this film, mm-hmm. you suggested watching it. So I watched it. Just because it's funny. Just because it's funny. And actually, yeah. It actually makes the movie better. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you can do some preparation. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Because that's the thing about Team Force, about uh, the original Dragon Balls. There's so much that they really didn't prepare for. No. That uh, some of that stuff just doesn't isn't as good. Right. So, watch those. Uh, we watched over at a friend of ours house. We're in a mm-hmm. Bible study. Was uh, Rosa... Plus, we watch more Rosario Vampire. Rosario Vampire, which there again, it's funny. Mm-hmm. More of the guy who's clueless. All the girls love him. It's Everybody a hate, It's a harem. It's a harem. Yeah, it's a harem. It's funny. Let's just say that it's funny. Okay. All right. So other than that, unless I am missing something, that's about it. What yeah. about you, Drew? Well, you missed two somethings i believe okay what did i miss well the bigger one was the fact that you got introduced to uh the irresponsible captain tyler oh that's right yes Mm -hmm. that is right that was hilarious and uh that has i've actually watched that whole series we may have to borrow that for our animated series (laughs) thing at some point because it's such a fun show yeah and it's short it's only 24 episodes. Oh, okay. So there's that. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And then there was another show that we watched. Oh, uh, No Game, No Life. That's right. Yeah. I was apparently the only one who appreciated it because y'all two... Well, let's face it. One of our guys just really wanted to watch more Rosario Vampire. Right. <laughs> True. In that group. Um, but yeah, we yeah. watched some of that. I've been watching more of... Uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Okay. I'm, essentially, at this point, I think I'm going to be going through all of it. Okay. Uh, of course, for those of you who are hadn't started following us on our animated series venture, mm-hmm. uh, we're, of course, working our way through Star Trek Lower Decks as well. Absolutely. Uh, we've recorded the first episode. That episode released today. We'll, uh, current plan is we still should be putting out uh, episode two next Tuesday. Mm. Excuse me. Um, also, last but not least, I watched some more Dragon Ball Z abridged. I watched all the way through season one. Huh. Okay. Because it was fun. Hmm. And I'd forgotten some of the jokes. Some very good jokes. Yes, some very, very good very jokes. Very, good jokes. Uh, all uh, right. So, um, I did want to bring up, I did bring, I did watch a few other films. Ah. Yeah, so, if you don't follow us on, um... Uh, on Letterbox, mm-hmm. um, that 
by the way, go be like if you're a movie buff or you love movies and you want to just like catalog. That is a good way to get keep in, up with it and get into a community of movie buffs. Mm-hmm. It's a really good app to get into. So recently, we are in a 100 movie challenge for 2020. Yes, and when we started this, I thought it was going to be a shoe in. Oh yeah, because all these great movies were coming out this year. Oh yeah, and between that and two podcasts, I thought it was going to be easy. Well. Guess not. Nah, considering we're in August and I'm at 50. Yeah. And I've had to work to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just breached 55, actually. I still don't know how you got ahead of me. I must, it must have been when I was distracted. Probably. Anyway. This isn't a race. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> if it was a race, we would have lost back in February when <laughs> that, that guy hit 100 in two months. Yeah. Oh, good <laughs> night. That, that was in Charles, I get it to you, man. That was that was impressive. That just meant showed he was really not doing anything else in his spare time. That is but true. The, but watching movies. That is true. So uh, movies I got around to watching yes. uh, within the last couple, of, I think it's like a week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the live action Ghost in the Shell. Right. Such a good movie. Such underrated. Did I not tell you that last year? Yeah, you did. Okay. So I finally got around to watching it and wow. Mm-hmm. Incredible film. And then uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, which was a decent film. Well, in my, in my opinion, there's keep, some... it, keep an eye out for our other podcasts when we talk about that more. Right. We don't want to spoil too much on this show. Yeah. So go check out uh, Movie of the Week podcast. Go, yes. check, go check out that podcast when that mm-hmm. when that eventually drops. Along with probably what I'm guessing is the next one on your list, Knives Out. Uh, no. Did I... we talk about that? We talked about that week before last. Never yeah. Mind. Yeah. Watch that one and... Uh, that's good. Another good movie. Yes, excellent movie. Go check that movie out. Um, I think right now you can find it on Amazon Prime Video for like free, and uh, you can also get the 4K version there too. That's right. All it right. is listed separately for some reason. I do not ask me why. Mm. I think it's because it is technically a separate audio file for the Ultra HD, the uh, HDR stuff. Okay. Anyway, right. so last but not least. Uh, I watched, finally got around to watching uh, Disney's Aladdin, the live action version. Okay. The Bollywood I, version. Bollywood version. That's interesting. It is Aladdin. That is true. That is so true. It's also got Will Smith on it doing his own version of the genie. Yes, on which I thought his performance was very well done. Right. It's not Robin Williams. Granted, no, it's not. But it's not supposed to be Robin Williams. Yeah. He's doing his own thing, and I think he does a good job. He now, does. Those of you who prefer Robin Williams, that's fine. I never made a decision which one I preferred, other yeah. than I think I prefer Robin Williams mostly for nostalgia. Yeah. But I thought he did a good job. Agreed. It was a lot better than The Lion King live action. Yeah, quote unquote. Oh my, yeah. Go go back and listen to our, our, our reaction to that. Yes. We weren't exactly thrilled about that movie. Well, when you ruin my favorite song. Yeah. You just don't do that. No, you don't. Anyway. All right, so I watched that. Really enjoyed it. I had a lot of people say, oh, it's... Some said it was better than the original. Some is like, it's not Robin Williams. Like, you had well, all it's these... it's not Robin people. Williams. No, they're right. That doesn't make it's ba- it doesn't make it worse. Yeah, because that, you know, a lot of people, you know, have stated, oh, because it's not Robin Williams, it's not going to be a good movie. Well, you have to give it with a grain of salt because, you know, Will Smith would be like, is a phenomenal actor. Yeah. And he just... He eats this role up, and just mm-hmm. it's an amazing role. And yeah, go check it out. I'd be like, 
I'm hoping someday to review this somewhere. Uh, we'll, we'll work it in. Yeah, we'll, we'll work, work it in, in somewhere. All right, so stay tuned for that at some point in the future. Right. All right, so, yeah, that's what I'm watching. All right, so what do we got in the news? All right. Apparently, someone just turned 90. Okay. All right. Uh, she's a little black and white. Betty Boop? Yep. Makes sense? Yeah. Her her first uh, short, It Girl, appear, uh Appeared in, uh, was it 1923, August 9th. Ah. Yeah, so they're kind of doing the red carpet for the, the character. That, like, 90 years. 90 years Betty Boop has been around. Mm-hmm. Well, she is one of the earliest uh, cartoon characters. Yeah. That uh, made it big. Uh, before that, you've got... Uh, Mickey Mouse, I don't think, had really started yet, because I don't think that's more until the 30s. Mm-hmm. Maybe late 20s, early 30s. I don't quite... I know Steamboat Willie is not till the 30s, but that wasn't the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. That was just the first one that had sound. Okay. Uh, I know there was a couple before that, and technically you also had Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which was Walt Disney's first creation that technically Columbia owned for a long time. Mm-hmm. L- yeah, uh, several decades. Yeah, they only got it back like within the last twenty years, mm-hmm. and even then they didn't get all the shorts. Uh, they just got rights back to the character and a couple of shorts. Mm-hmm. Or, anyway, uh, I, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head that technically predates Betty Boop. Off the, maybe Felix no. the Cat. Yeah, probably Felix. Yeah, that still you can still watch the stuff regularly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a milestone for actual characters still be existing. And uh, I think the last time Betty Boop was actually seen in theaters was... With her original voice actress. Yes, yeah, and who from Roger Rabbit. Yeah. that And that was her original voice actress. Yeah, and she, she passed away. She like, died not long after that. No. In fact, I think the movie... Didn't the movie come out after she died? Yeah, it did. Which is sad, but anyway. Yeah. So if you want to go hear our review on who from Roger Rabbit... From go, earlier this year. Yeah, go check it out. Exactly. It's an amazing... It'll be like amazing That was a film. fun review. That was a fun review. Yeah. All right, so... In other parts of news... Did you know Betty Boop was supposed to be a dog when they originally designed her? No, I didn't. They originally designed her as a dog. That is so... Or at least the head as the dog. It had a different body. Oh, okay. Weird. And they added long ears to the side. Oh, okay. Hmm. Just an interesting little tidbit that, I knew. Okay. That is fascinating. All right. So, apparently one of your favorite cartoons is coming back. Uh, would it be the one that's uh, uh, tiny and toony and all little loony? Not quite. Uh, hang on. It's close is, to uh, that. Is, the one, is it the one that's zany to the max and they've got baloney in their slacks? Exactly. Alrighty. Alright, so... I, admittedly, I had heard about Animaniacs coming to Hulu for years, but uh, especially after the Disney buyout of Fox, I kind of assumed this had kind of gone by the wayside because Warner Brothers would probably prefer this being on hbo max yeah just a little bit but it's still coming to hulu and it's what later this year uh actually it's coming out november 20th i'll be there oh yeah definitely i'll definitely be there all right so to go back to the article uh 31 years after its final its final episode it can't be that old yeah 31 (laughs) years 
Oh my word! No, twenty-one years. That makes more sense. Yeah, 21, 21 years, twenty-two years. I'm like when I. It's like I'm I know lexic, so I, I read things backwards. That's why I double. That's why I double check. <laughs> At least she didn't say thirteen. It's like, yeah. well, I'm young then. <laughs> exactly. All right, so 20, 22 years ago, after its final long-awaited return of Animaniacs comes to Hulu Friday, November twentieth. Uh, it's associated with Ambient Entertainment and Warner Brothers. Animation. Ambien? Huh? Did you say Ambien Entertainment? I did say Ambien. It's because it's Amblin. Amblin. Thank you. Ambien is, the, is a sleep medication. Okay. Amblin. And if there's one thing this show will not let you do, it's go to sleep. Yeah, that is Unless true. Unless you get hit on the head with an anvil. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, yes. Animaniacs will be making their return uh, to a TV screen near you on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. Uh, I've seen a few interviews with uh, some of the cast, and they're like, because re- when it ended, and they were doing tours and all kinds of stuff, but every time they would bring up, be like, when's Animaniacs coming back? Yeah. And so they're finally coming back. And uh, I think, isn't it like this weekend, there is a Animaniacs in concert event on, you can watch online. Oh, yeah. That's uh, featuring at least Rob Paulson, Tress mm-hmm. McNeil, and uh, Wacko. I can't think of the actor's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've, they've been doing that for years. Yeah, for, for but years. they are doing that like later this month. I think yeah. it's next this weekend. Yeah. But uh, also, what was I going to bring up? Oh, yeah. Since this also relates to our episodes in the past, go check out our uh, Wacko's Wish episode. Yes. Uh, that was fun. Right somewhere, uh, just like right after Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's those are two really good episodes. Yes, we were in our stride. Yeah, we it was were such a happier time. Yeah, that's true. And then <laughs> thank you, Corona. My, 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 my Corona. Yeah, not rip. Not the beer. Yeah, not the beer. Not. Uh, Rapunzel's Corona. No, 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 no. No. More on that in February. Yeah, more about that in February. Hint. <laughs> hint, hint, not judged. Yeah. All right. So, mm, this one is a little more disappointing. Oh, we don't need disappointing news. No, just, just, just a little bit. Okay, it's, it's, what it's, is it? It's Break a certain it. remake that's not going to theaters. Break it to me. Sit All right. Calmly. So, Walt Disney Studio announced... That the reported delay theatrical release of the live action Mulan is off for the foreseeable and is now made you sit. It's set to make the U.S. premiere on Disney Plus September 4th, offering it offering for premium VOD video on demand. Video on demand. Thank you. Uh, for twenty nine ninety nine. That is expensive. That is expensive. Come on. I I, under, I understand. Disney did say this is a one-time thing. They're not looking at this being a normal yeah. thing. And I appreciate that, but mm-hmm. it's like, still, show it in theaters for theaters that are actually open. Exactly. It's not like everybody's shut down. Not that, well, considering school's starting back up, who knows? Yeah. But, we'll see. Yeah. So, that is uh, that will be it on news. Okay. Well, then let's get into our spoiler-free thoughts for the movie Dragon Ball Z The Dead Zone. We watched the uh, the Blu-ray mm-hmm. Funimation dub. Yeah. I have to specify it that way because... Uh, there's two dubs. There's, there's two English dubs. you got the Ocean dub, and you got the Funimation dub, and yeah. then there's still... 
some weirdness in there somewhere. Yeah. Technically, you've also got a couple other. You've got the original Japanese dub, mm-hmm. and then you've got uh, a different another dub that's in there. From when I was looking, doing my research, right? I can't remember who did it besides mm-hmm. Ocean Group. But then we also watched the Japanese music version, not the American music version. Mm. Now we may have to mix that up when we get to another movie later on if we continue going through the Dragon Ball Z movies, right? Because I know one of them features real big fish doing a song okay. in the English version. Mm. You don't know that band, do you? No, I've heard of them. But it's an American... They got an Amer- American band to actually really? do a song. Huh. Well, this is the same band that would go on to do the uh, theme song to Rave Master. You don't know that one? No, I either, don't. Do you? No, I don't. What am I going to do with you? You don't know all these anime. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> anyway. But... Um, I had seen the original Pioneer dub, which is the Ocean yeah. Group dub, way, 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 way back when it aired on Toonami. Mm. I remember that vaguely. And it's, I, I don't remember the difference. Mm-hmm. You can actually still get that version if you get the Rock the Dragon box edition box yeah. set that gets you all three of those first movies, Dead Zone, World's Strongest, and Tree of Might. Uh, you can go out and find those if you've got the time but yeah that's not the version we did we did the english version with the japanese music even though they still left out the theme song the japanese theme song mm. chala head chala uh well i kind of want you to switch to the japanese real quick during the opening and then come back no wait you didn't watch the japanese no music, i did. I, did I actually you? watched the english well i mean i watched it in english but well no, had, no but like the english the, the english music yeah Okay, so we have two different music to talk about. <laughs> yes. Because I watched the Japanese music version. So it, it makes it a little more interesting because it gives the two different perspectives. Yes. I wish now I'd watched the English one so I could talk about both. But anyway. <laughs> I chose the Japanese version because I have been going back through... Well, between Dragon Ball Z Abridged, which does yeah. use does use clips from Japanese audio right. most of the time. When they're using the Dragon Ball Z audio, um, except till they get to the Cell Saga, when they actually use Bruce Falconer's score, uh, I'd kind of gotten to where that was the version I liked. And plus, uh, when I, well, when I started Dragon Ball Z Kai, <laughs> I still got the uh, the uh, the first guys uh, that that version of it with the first guys music for like up through the end of the Frieza Saga, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I just prefer the Japanese music because it sounds it it fits the fits what's going on. I think a little bit better. And plus, when there's quiet time, or when 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 it makes sense, the music will actually stop. Yeah, Bruce Falconer's score is not known for stopping. No, it's always (laughs) it's it's always always there. Always there. The only time it was quiet, I think, is during the opening logo (laughs) of the for to for a. Toei. Toei. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only time it's qu- pretty much <laughs> that soundtrack is quiet on the Jap- on the English one. Uh but and I guess technically the Bruce Falconer score, and I think it's Bruce Falconer who did Dead Zone. Yeah. Is more of a hard rock thing, and I it just is. prefer the orchestra. I gotcha. Hmm. But I mean, looking at the movie itself, I had seen it, you know, way back when on the rock the on the original version, I had I remember thinking this is a goofy, very goofy movie. Yeah. Not 
a goofy movie. You know what I mean. Right. And the fact that this is the only movie that does at least have any continuation in Dragon Ball Z, since Garlic Jr. does return for a, a, a filler arc between yeah. uh, the Cell Saga and the uh, Frieza Saga. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe that would made it more important. I didn't realize, no, they just picked the wrong movie to make a sequel to in the show. True. But uh, I remember this being an interesting movie, and I'm, and in some ways, I really enjoy this more uncut version than the version I watched originally. Okay. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. This was more of a. How do I describe this? Very awkwardly put together movie. Yeah. It is. Obviously, it's Dragon Ball. It's the first the first movie for Dragon, for Dragon Ball, Ball Z, Z, like you mentioned before. Yes. Um, let's just say it's interesting and got a quite a few plot devices don't really work. Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to dislikes. Yeah, um, but uh, it yeah. was fun. It was it was a fun little movie to watch. And that's the thing about these about anime tie-in movies they are not meant to be oscar worthy movies they're meant they're meant to get especially this kind of stuff they're meant to get kids butts in seats and have them have a good time true that's all they're meant to be and the fact that we can get other jokes out of we we as adults can enjoy it Mm -hmm. i think is just icing on the cake right but you do have to go into it knowing this is not the best thing that they've ever done Mm -hmm. so bear that in mind true yeah so why don't we get into moving into the spoiler section of this yes so join us after the break for our spoiler filled thoughts on this movie dragon ball z the dead zone is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Dragon Ball Z The Dead Zone. Listener discretion is advised. Dragon Ball Z The Dead Zone was directed by Daisuke Nishio, who would go on to direct Interstellar 5555, which is the Daft Punk anime. It was uh, written by Takeo Koyama, who would go on to do The Slayers, and the English script was written by Eric Vale, who also wrote the English script for Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, the music for the English version, right, for, for the Japanese music, was written by Shunsuke Kikuchi, who also did a bunch of the Gamera movies. I you know, the giant turtle kaiju? Oh, yeah. That never shows up in Godzilla because it's not connected at all? Okay. Interesting. The English score was done by uh, Mark Menza. Hmm. Just as a side note, I can't find what I can't find what else he's done. Okay, no problem. But he's the one who did Funimation's 2005 dubs music, which is what we watched. Mm. Except I watched it in Japanese music. Anyway, <laughs> uh, cast for the English dub was uh, for Goku. We've got Sean Schemmel, mm-hmm. who would go on to do quite a number of different characters for Four Kids's uh, TMN uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series. Ah, okay. Who did uh, he play? 
a lot of different people. He had a lot of different roles. Okay, well, never mind. I thought he actually played one turtle. He did not play any of the turtles. He played a lot of a lot of characters who showed up. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They were all named characters. Otherwise, it would have just said additional voices. Gotcha. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, Gohan was played by Stephanie Nadalny, who would also voice Kid Goku in both Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT, and that is the extent of her credits. Oh, okay. She did all the way up till uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, I believe. Okay. I, I think she might have done it through Kai. I'm not sure. Uh, Piccolo, Kami, and Shinron were all voiced by Christopher Sabat, mm-hmm. who uh, would go on to play All Might in My Hero Academia. That actually makes sense. Oh, yes, it does. Bulma was voiced by Tiffany Vollmer, and this is also her only credit, except for playing Bulma in Dragon Ball. Hmm. Did she play Bulma in Dragon Ball Z? And Yeah, in Dragon Ball Z. Okay. but And Dragon Ball GT for the very short point in time I think she's in there. Yeah. But she does not play Bulma in Super. Ah, okay. Fascinating. Krillin was voiced by Sonny Strait. And in the television series Assassination Classroom, he played Koro Sensei. Oh, okay. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's also been the voice for Ryu in some of the Street Fighter games. Hmm. Ox King and the narrator were both voiced by Kyle Haybear. Poor Ox King. He would go on to voice Katsuhiko Teshigawara, which is uh, Mitsuwa's friend yeah. uh, in Your Name. Oh, okay. His uh, her her the guy with the bike, whose father worked at the engineering the power substation. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Chi Chi was voiced by Cynthia Kranz. Gotcha. And in the anime Soul Eater, she played the character of Lisa. Okay. I didn't figure you knew who. No, I've I've watched. I had a hard time finding Cynthia Kranz's stuff because she's been she she never she didn't have a lot of big roles. Yeah, I've watched all of Soul Leader. That's, it's an interesting show. Mm-hmm. The very end is like, I never finished what? it, and I don't remember which <laughs> character is Lisa. Yeah. So, Master Roshi was voiced by Mike McFarland, right? And he played the character of Shota Jinouchi in Summer Wars. He was the police officer. Oh, that tries to uh, arrest. Uh, our main dude throughout that movie a couple of times. That's right. Thank you. Uh, Garlic Jr. was voiced by Chuck Huber. Hmm. He would go on to voice uh, Psyche Kuniharu in The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. Ginger was voiced by Troy Baker. Of course. Who would go on to play Booker DeWitt in Bioshock Infinite and Kanji Tatsumi in Persona 4. Sancho was voiced by Eric Dillo, and he went on to do additional voices in Full Metal Alchemist. And last but not least, Nikki was voiced by Doug Burks, who would go on to do Tokugawa in Baki the Grappler, which I have not seen, and that was the only other thing he had done besides Dragon Ball. Gotcha. Or besides this movie, I think. That that uh, stood out to me. Yeah. So, stuff. All right. Info and stuff. Because I don't know how much box office info you're getting from this. Not a whole lot, actually. Alright, so, on IMDB, it has a 7 out of 10 rating. Okay. Yeah, there, there's apparently... The information I saw, I couldn't find an audience score. So, is what it is. Alright, so, you can watch it 
currently, thank you, Josh Adams, for that information. Uh, you can currently watch it on Funimation, Funimation Now app. Okay. All right. So it was produced by Toei Animation. It was distributed. Dis- Distributed? Distributed, thank you. It was distributed <laughs> by Toei Company. It was released on July 15th, 1989 in Japan. Okay. And it's box office. Now, it's... It's probably in yen. It's in yen. They've also tra- they've also converted it. Okay. So, it earned between 1.25 to 2 billion yen, which roughly translates into the Fourteen million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right. So that is all I have for info and stuff. All right. So jumping into the summary. A few years have passed since Goku has defeated his most powerful enemy, Piccolo, at the 23rd World Martial Arts Tournament. Goku is now married to Chi-Chi and has a son named Gohan, named in honor of his adoptive grandfather. The world has remained... I like to point out that he doesn't know his grandfather's adopted at this point. Hmm. Just putting that out there. FYI. Yeah. Uh, The world has remained overall peaceful since Goku and Piccolo's last battle. Piccolo is training by himself in a wasteland. There's a surprise. Until he is ambushed and supposedly killed by a group of shadowed fighters. Meanwhile, Chi-Chi, along with her father Ox King and Gohan, are attacked by the same group. Goku is out fishing during the attack, and after sensing danger, he returns only to find his son has been kidnapped. The group responsible for the attack are henchmen of Garlic Jr., a demonic imp-like creature. It is later revealed that their reason for kidnapping Gohan was to retrieve the four-star Dragon Ball that was attached to his hat. Garlic Jr. senses an immense power within Gohan and decides to make him his pupil rather than kill him. After gathering the remaining Dragon Balls, Garlic Jr. summons Shenron, and he immediately wishes for immortality. Shenron, never having had to grant this type of demand before, grants Garlic Jr. his wish. A furious Goku arrives to try to take back his son, but soon discovers Garlic Jr.'s new power. Kami makes an appearance, which surprises Garlic Jr., who thought that his henchman had killed Piccolo, and meets up with Goku, and describes a brief history of Garlic Jr. and his father, Garlic. Centuries ago, Kami and Garlic both fought for the position of Guardian of the Earth, but Kami, upon separating himself from Piccolo, attained the position instead. Outraged, Garlic unleashed a demonic horde uh, until Kami defeated him. Goku then proceeds to try and find Gohan when he is attacked by the villain's gang, whilst uh, Kami faces Garlic Jr. After briefly fighting, Krillin and Piccolo arrive to help. Piccolo gets revenge for being attacked earlier by defeating Garlic Jr.'s henchman, Sancho, while Goku manages to defeat the other two henchmen, Ginger and Nikki. Meanwhile, Kami is getting brutally outmatched by Garlic Jr. until Goku and Piccolo rescue him. With Garlic Jr.'s newly obtained immortality and a new muscular second form, Goku and Piccolo are forced to work together and are able to outclass him. Goku and Piccolo then prepare to fight each other, but then Garlic Jr., angry at his defeat, unleashes his ultimate attack, opening up a portal into another dimension, a void of darkness known as the Dead Zone, created by Garlic Jr.'s father and the same place Kami banished Garlic to. Intending to suck his enemies into the void, before he could claim victory, Goku's son Gohan becomes enraged, witnessing his father and friends in danger and releases his latent energy, blasting Garlic Jr. into his own vortex to be trapped for all eternity, until he, for some reason, shows back up later on. 
unable to remember anything of what happened, Gohan believes that his father defeated Garlic Jr., and with amazement, Goku figures his son is no ordinary boy, and but one with a great hidden potential. Meanwhile, Piccolo vows to defeat Goku while watching him and his friends leave. Unfortunately, they will all lose their memory of this event prior to the first episode of Dragon Ball Z because no one remembers, Krillin won't remember Gohan by that point, despite the fact he met him in this one. And, uh, yeah. There's a couple of weirdness things in this, yeah, in this movie, continuity-wise. But first off, my friend, what is your first like? My first like would be, it was a simpler time in Dragon Ball. Yeah, it was a simpler time. Be like you didn't have you had be like before power scales, before Super Saiyan, before um. Oh come on, think before Saiyans. Yeah, b- before like, Namekians. Yeah, before Namekians, before Frieza, before androids, Roids. before Bugmen, before giant pink manchilds. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> before everything well, went way out of proportion. Well, it's very well. well we still thought Goku was human and Piccolo was a demon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like think a, a much like I said before, a much simpler time. Yes. Um, which a part of me really enjoyed because be like this is before power scales the be like, it's over nine thousand. <laughs> well, admittedly that fell off after a while, especially in the more in the newer versions when Yeah, Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan two and three and well that was we a don't long talk about off. four for some reason. Because that's GT and is also non canon. That's what they say. It's, I don't care. Okay. Why would four be greater than blue and ultra instinct and all that stuff? Yeah. Anyway. Either way. So before all the Saiyans' hair colors just started changing colors for no good reason. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Just while while uh, while a character turning into a giant monkey was still a threat. <laughs> Even though that True. doesn't happen in this movie. No, it does. I was halfway expecting to see it. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> but I was disappointed that you didn't see the the big monkey <laughs> in this film. Okay. Okay. So yeah, my first number one like would be it's a it's a much simpler time in Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. What is your number one? My first like, as a fan of Dragon, the original Dragon Ball as well as Dragon Ball Z, right, is the fact that Goku uses for the only time in, in Dragon Ball Z the power pole. Yes, and uh, he is still riding on Nimbus. Yeah, he does not know how to fly yet. Yeah. Piccolo knows how to fly, but then that's, he's Piccolo. Yeah. So uh, I love this this look at older Dragon Ball before, like you said, things got crazy. Yeah. And I, I love the idea of that Goku can still use his old weapon that he was known for back in the original series. Yeah. And it still gives it its callback all the way back to what the original uh, saga, the first saga of Dragon Ball being a adaptation a very loose adaptation of the chinese uh, story journey to the west yes which is that's one of the few things that goku used after that point point. Mm-hmm. and so i like seeing it come back yeah and he we even get uh a pretty a lot of good uses of the power pole in this one yeah um definitely the extensions of throwing i, I can't yes. remember which character is in the other building yes <laughs> The, the that was that's the only problem with that scene is 
you can tell that the Japanese term for whatever for power pull extend yeah is a lot shorter yeah because everything else you can kind of they kind of do a very good job of matching lip flaps yeah except for that that, that <laughs> half second it's like right that's not what he said power pull power pull extend it's like you, you just said that entirely too fast yeah uh but power pull that was cool to see that in there i enjoyed the this more it, it, this one's more martial arts heavy than it is. It was. You don't have a, as much of that uh, that energy that you energy fighting that you see in uh, drag a, after this point. We do mm -hmm. get a Kamehameha wave. Yeah, but only one. Yeah, and only. that's the only energy attack prior to. Uh, well, really, it's the only energy attack in the whole thing, except for whatever it, that thing is. Mm -hmm. Kami does at when he knocks. Garlic Jr. halfway across the Don't you room. mean Gohan? No. Oh, I'm Gohan. talking about Kami. That's right, yeah. There's yeah. at one point where That's Kami right, turns yeah. gold, knocks Garlic Jr. across the room, and the next time we see both of them, Garlic Jr. is wiping the floor with Kami. That so is it's true. like, well, that didn't help much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it helped for like a second. Mm -hmm. But um, I, enjoy, I, I enjoy the fact that this was a more martial arts featured one, even though it's, uh, you know, it's... Dragon Ball martial arts, so it doesn't really yeah. correspond to anything. No, it's it's but, a lot of flailing. It's mm. a lot of that, but it still was nice, and you had a couple things, and you still have Piccolo and Goku being rivals. Ri not really still enemies at this point. Yeah, that's they true. have not graduated to the rival. That, that is true. That thing. is true. And so it's nice. I was seeing thinking them the as, other film I was watching. Yeah, it's nice seeing them as enemies. Yeah. in this one again. And just kind of forced to work together like they will eventually have to when Raditz shows up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my first like. What's okay. your second like? My second like. Let me get back to my notes. All right. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I wrote this down because it was just... It was kind of funny when... When little Gohan eats the... What I'm going to call the apple. That's what it is. It's an apple. It yeah. lo kind of looks like a pomegranate. That is true. But I think it's, considering Dragon Ball Z abridged calls it an apple, yes, let's call it an that's apple. Where, that's, that's where I was getting it from. But that scene is hilarious. It's okay, we get to see Gohan high in a sense. In, in essence, yes. Yeah. It is the weirdest part of this entire movie. It is. And that is saying something. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. The, the the trippy scene, now when they did the, the abridged version, it's like, okay, they yeah, cut. That was disturbing. Yeah, just a, just a. Just a bit yeah um but that scene where gohan most for most of the movie he's kind of high <laughs> and then you then you get the uh oh uh, what is it um krillin shows up mm -hmm. and then you get the infamous scene where uh someone's got to take a leak that's actually my <laughs> second like is that scene here's the thing krillin bless his heart yeah Bald heart is the you have to remember is the strongest human in Dragon Ball. Yeah, throughout the entire series, and yet we treat him like he's Yamcha. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, here. You're, you're you're not wrong. Be he like is a, Yamcha is pitiful. I understand why he's there because I love him in the original Dragon Ball. Yeah, but really after after. After uh, the Red Ribbon Army arc, he's might as well not be there, <laughs> which is a Dragon Ball arc. It's, yeah, he's a, he's a weird thing in Dragon Ball Z, but 
you have Krillin, and Krillin has had to keep up uh-huh. with Goku and with Gohan and with everybody else, which makes him stronger than everybody else, every other human in the series. Mm-hmm. And yet, here, they use him for what is essentially his purpose, and that's comedic relief. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I By, and I that the pun is on purpose there. Yes, comedic um, relief. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching! Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's a. F- I enjoy it because I enjoy watching Krillin get uh, humiliated because he's fun. But the thing is, even with watching Krillin get humiliated, he's still one of my favorite characters. Yeah, and I know a lo- I know a lot of people who love Krillin, mm-hmm. like even more than Goku. You have to remember, Krillin is the only character who legitimately doesn't have a nose. That is true. He doesn't. I'm not saying because it's not drawn. Yeah. Because that's true with a lot of characters. They don't draw the nose. Yeah. Krillin, canonically, does not have a nose. Mm. In his first fight against Bacterian in the original Dragon Ball, that's how he defeats us. Like, Goku reminds him, Krillin, you don't have a nose. You can't (laughs) smell him. And Krillin goes, Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, I really haven't seen much of Dragon Ball. I, I know little bits here mm-hmm. and there. Uh, basically, I really the, wish the, or, the given, origin, the origin of uh, Goku and Chi Chi. I, I really and, wish they would have given uh, the original Dragon Ball a Kai treatment yeah. mm-hmm. because it suffers just as badly as Dragon Ball Z does with filler. Yeah. Uh, for the same reasons Dragon Ball Z suffered from that. They were right, they, making the anime at the same time that manga was being written. Yeah. And they couldn't pass the manga, otherwise they would have nothing to adapt. Yeah. So I, and it gets really bad in like certain tournament arcs. Yeah. But uh, I really wish they'd give that a Kai treatment because some of that is still so good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy reading that on the manga. Mm. Which I can I'll let you borrow if you wish. Ah. Uh, so... Kind of speaking of adaptation, mm-hmm. so before I say that, I wanted to bring one up really quick. Well, question, is this moving into your third like? Yes, the okay. movie my third so, like. So, your third like, sir. My third like. Um, one is like, I'd be like, there again, I'd never watched uh, Dragon Ball. So, actually seeing Chi-Chi fight? Yeah, that's the thing most people forget is that Chi-Chi... Was in the last World Martial Arts Tournament. That's how she got Goku's attention. Yeah. Because in that last one, she was one of the contestants. And when she fought Goku, she reminded him, Hey, don't you remember uh, at the, in that first story arc, you, uh, you won my hand in marriage and then you never came back for me and now I'm going to kick your butt? And Goku goes, Oh, sure, I'll marry you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know that's what I'm getting ex- myself to do, but okay. That's not exactly what that happened, but it's close enough. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because I was... You know, there again, having no context of Dragon Ball, just mm-hmm. only Dragon Ball Z and everything on. And I was like, wait a minute. She can fight? You never see her fight. And th- uh, that was kind of a cool scene, even though she gets her okay, so, tail in handed to yeah. her. I know you also watched World's Strongest, which we're not reviewing. No. Is that the one where Roshi actually goes buff and fights somebody? Because they think he's the... I think so. Or did they? I, I might be mistaken. It's been, I, is that he? Does he fight? I know he's involved in that one, but does he actually yes. fight somebody? Yes, he does. Okay, it may not be until uh, Broly that we actually get to see him use his 
powered up form again. Yeah. I, but I thought maybe in World's Strongest he did. Master Roshi. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but to the point I was going to get to. Mm-hmm. So I spoke of adaptation. Yes. Or more abridged. <laughs> With Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Dragon Z, Ball Z abridged. Are you telling me your third like is something is something that a fan group did? Yes, exactly. Okay, <laughs> it is, I just want to verify. So, because admittedly, before, I love Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah. So, from a uh, Team Four Star, be like absolutely killed it with this mm-hmm. uh, this adaptation or a abridged version of it. It's so well done. The the little problems we will get into. In oh yeah, our, in I'm, dis- I'm going to dis- bring up some logistical issues. Yeah, our our, our dislikes, but they they fill in things so well. It's mm-hmm. it's almost a better version than the original movie. But it, it's I will, more entertaining. I will, say, I will say this: it is because they actually know what is going to happen, right? So they can work around it, and they can actually make the series, the movies, which did not try to be canon at all. Yeah, they none made of. Them- they none of, none of the movies until, uh, uh, oh, really, none of the movies until Super Broly, which yeah. is the Dragon Ball Super one, yeah. is uh, can is canon in any way, shape, or form. Because hmm. even uh, uh, Battle of Gods, when it came out, they called said it was canon along with Resurrection F. But now that Super adapted those, that's the more canon version at this point. But no, yeah, yeah, so. Yes, if you ever get a chance, go watch uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged. The Dead you know, Zone. The, the Dead, Dead Zone. Specific, or just, just watch, watch the, entire, the whole thing. But yeah, watch definitely the whole thing. It's watch hysterical. Definitely watch Dead Zone abridged. And I will say, if you want to... World's Strongest is funnier too, fun, too. It's been a while since I've watched that one. But I will say, if you do go through it, watch Bardock, Father of Goku, before you start the Namek Saga. Before you start Season 2. Got it. Because that will act, they they do a good job of having that lead into the Namek stuff. Oh, okay. Oh gosh, the we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, hysterical. That actually be kind of a funny one to do. To do a review of, we'll look into it. Yeah, we'll look at it. We'll look into it. All right. So that that is my number three. Is my th- abridged. Sorry. My third like. I, I'd like to do abridged, but I kind of want to actually review the movie. Uh, <laughs> Okay, then. I'm just picking, dude. I'm just picking. Um, my third like for this is... Uh, my third like is we actually get to see Kami in action. Now, that admittedly, right, we get to see him, him get his butt whooped. That is true. But Kami, despite being essentially the highest level of God we have in the show at this point... Right. I mean, we know it gets bigger. Yeah. But by this point... Kami is the top dog. We don't know if anyone above him. And he comes down and, you know, he lays the 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 hammer down for mm-hmm. at least a couple minutes yeah. in this. And the fact that they actually use part of the backstory between him and Piccolo as where Garlic Jr. was involved. Yeah. Uh, that was, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Because uh, heaven knows Dragon Ball Z needs more lore. <laughs> But the fact that they're actually using lore to work with their filler instead of just like they will do with some later movies, just bring a character out out of nowhere and say, "Oh, here's the villain now." Uh, I'm thinking Lord Slug, a Brit, Lord Slug. Yeah. But um, I enjoy the fact that the Kami actually gets to come in there and you know kick some tail for at least a couple minutes, and right. we actually get a decent 
backstory as to where these people come from, and it makes sense that a Kami would have had to compete with somebody for him to actually have to split into two beings to make between him and King Piccolo, who would later birth the Piccolo we mostly know. Yeah. Bear in mind, Piccolo in this movie is technically only two. Didn't know that. Yeah. Or three. Hang on. Goku, Gohan is two in this movie. Two or three. He's two? He's young. I don't remember. Yeah. He's really more of a six or seven year old. Yeah. So, uh, like, see, he's, a, he's a very well-developed two-year-old. During the Piccolo Jr. arc of Dragon Ball, Piccolo was two. Hmm. Which probably here makes him eight. Okay. So, yeah. Piccolo is eight. Yeah. For a Namek. They grow up that fast. Apparently. Anyway. So, uh, that brings us to the end of our likes, I believe. Yes. And I'm going to jump straight into the dislikes, if that's all right. Because I want to bring up continuity issues. Just, yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> Let's start with the biggest one. The fact that Garlic Jr. is a friggest friggin' idiot in this entire thing. Because what does he do? He Rick kills Piccolo. Life. The first thing he does, he kills Piccolo. Yeah. You know, the funny thing, when Piccolo dies... Or when Kami dies, the other dies too because they're technically the same being. Yeah. Split between two bodies. So you kill one, you kill the other. What happens when Kami dies? The Dragon Balls don't work anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> That's So that brings up an interesting issue. What was Garlic Jr. thinking killing Piccolo before making his wish? Well, like I said before, be like the fact be like the, they, the, the, the aspect quote, of, of becoming immortal kind of... Gives quote, you a little short-sighted. To quote Dragon Ball Z abridged, thank goodness his minions were incompetent. <laughs> True. <laughs> so there's that little thing. It's like, and that's the thing. The minute that you see the Dragon Balls are still active, you know Piccolo is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, before I watched the movie, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because like, it had been so long since I watched Dragon Ball Z. Right. So the minute you see that the go the the uh, the Dragon Ball on Goku, Gohan's hat is still active, yeah, you know that Piccolo is still alive. Yeah. And then that brings me to another issue that is not this movie's fault, but is a fault I think Akira Toriyama, the sh the manga's creator, made yeah. by putting the po the Dragon Ball on Gohan's hat. What? Is Goku thinking that he's going to somehow be able to keep everyone from ever attacking Gohan? Yeah. You literally he's, made him a target. <laughs> you made him a target while you went fishing. Yeah. Now, admittedly, when Goku goes fishing, he literally wrestles the giant fish mm. out of the water. Literally. But in the nude, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> Hey, be like some some people just but, feel free, yeah. you know, swimming so in the you, nude. So you've got that issue. You've got the fact that Gohan is a target that never should have been a target. Mm -hmm. And since this is also now non-canon, if it was canon, that means Gohan Goku did not learn his lesson from this. Surprise, surprise! In the beginning no of the one. first series, and Goku is smarter than you get than most people give him credit for. Right. But we'll get to that. Maybe sometime. Yeah, at some point. There's other logistical areas with reviewing everything Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, but to continue on with this, with with this, um, my my first dislike is the fact that 
it's it really does seem like the writers of the show it's one thing for the writers of the show to not know where the show was about to go because the manga hadn't written this part yet all they had was a couple notes from Akira Toriyama about where the first season of Dragon Ball Z was going to start with right and they made a movie that they never intended to be canon right but that's the difference they never intended it to be canon going forward it still should have been canon going backwards and they act like the dragon because that's the thing in the movie they never talk about the fact that the Dragon Balls are would go away if Kami was dead. Yeah. They never bring that part yep. up. They act like it's no big deal. And it is a big deal. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they weren't even paying attention to what had happened before. Yeah. Is this like... A, it, so yeah, not following in with your franchise's continuity is an issue. Yeah. And they continue with this continuity issue throughout the, the rest of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Mm-hmm. Because there's some of those movies you can't even... I can't... No one can even figure out where they fit. Hmm. But we'll get to that. Yeah. When we get, get to that. that. Yeah. So what's your first dislike? My first dislike with how... Paper thin this plot is. But like, obviously, yeah, it's it's a Dragon Ball Z movie. So yeah. you're, you're not going to get a bunch of depth. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Yeah. I've seen Dragon Ball movies with depth. Yeah, I have too. There, there are other movies in the Z thing that are much deeper than oh, yeah. this. Uh, and yet, when you get to Super, it's actually a pretty... And, and the two, uh, and uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F are... I mean, they're not deep stories, mind you, but right. there's thought process gone throughout. It, they actually lead into the last half-hour fight that yeah. all these movies are written towards. Yeah. They actually give you decent reasons to why all this stuff's happening, but this yeah. one, it's like... Oh, we want to steal the Dragon Balls, and we're going to steal Gohan for no good reason. Yeah, just to drag Goku into it. Yeah. That's it. They just stolen the hat. I, yeah. Like, Goku might have gone over to look, but find out what's going on, but he wouldn't have cared as much. And yeah. Kami pulled him in. Yeah, and then it'd be like, and you, also you look at how they did the, um, did the abridged version, but they actually, mm -hmm. it's like, wait, why don't you just take the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they, it, it really completes the whole Chinese prince look. Yeah. Why did you just take the clothes? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Why did you steal the entire child? Yeah. And also, oh, crap, you're Goku's kid. Oh, oh crap, he's Goku's <laughs> kid. <laughs> uh, that's that's why I love the bridge. Okay, new plan. Go get the rest of the Dragon Balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. Hurry up. Also... Yeah, we found the last two. They were in a. They were prizes for a high stakes poker games. I didn't know you were that good at good at uh, poker. I didn't say I played. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, continue with your first dislike. Oh, yeah. It's just. It's a very, very simple, very, like you're. It's like you're stepping into a pond. You're stepping into a lake or a river or any like vast body of water. And you're mm -hmm. literally just treading. Be yeah. like you're barely getting your feet wet in this film. Oh yeah. Um That's that's the thing. I would say it's not really designed no. to be that it is like like I said earlier, this is a movie designed to get kids butts in seats and have fun with it. True. At the same time, I've watched stuff with that's been written with the same thought process 
that had a better plot than this. Yeah, agreed. That Toei has made. Yeah. Admittedly, it involved uh, five teenagers with attitude spandex, but... (laughs) Although they weren't teenagers in the Japanese version, but Mm. I digress. Yeah. So... The the plot is a little weak sauce. It's a it's a fun little little very itty bitty little story, but it's it's very weak sauce. Yeah. So that is my number one. What is your number one? Or number two? My number two dislike. This thing's only forty minutes long. That is true. I did not realize it was that short when I put it on the list. I assumed it was at least an hour. Yeah. I wasn't expecting an hour and a half, but I thought this was at least an hour, and it's over and done within forty minutes. That yeah. The one Super quick. That, even though this plot, like you said, is very paper thin, they don't leave you breathing room. It's like, no. Scene, important thing. Scene, important thing. Scene, important thing. And Goku's at the, at, is at the castle. Yeah. That's, is that quick. Yeah. It gets to the, I, I, to some degree, I like that it gets to the point. Yeah. But at the same time, it is so compressed in that 40 minutes mm-hmm. that honestly, when I, like I said, when I was look, put this on the list, I was thinking this was like an hour because it felt like an hour's worth of events had happened, but it's only 40 minutes. And the actual dead zone is in the movie for a grand total of five minutes. Yeah. So it's like, why did you name the episode after this stupid thing? Which is very obviously going to be hubris. Yeah. Is how this is going to end. A little bit. And you kind of know that the minute they decide to make Goku, you make, make Garlic Jr. immortal, actually have yeah. somebody get their wish. True. But, you know, there's, it, it's short. Yeah. I know that seems weird. It's like, I want, I, I want more movie is what it comes down right. to. And I want it to be written better, too. But. I was expecting it to be longer. What's your second dislike? My second dislike would be actually your number one (laughs) is the plot holes, the like garlic junior, like you said, be like, Oh, I'm going to kill Piccolo. And that's more. Okay. You just killed your wish. Yeah. If you actually killed Piccolo. And then I mean, like, like I, you brought them up. You brought them up earlier. So just, yeah, it's just the fact that like, there's so many little plot holes and just, mm-hmm. it's kind of a mess, kind of a yeah. mess. If, if we're talking any kind of continuity or using any kind of um, Dragon Ball lore, they kind of just go, mm-hmm. Oop, we're just making a story. Doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. So that's my number two. What is your number three? My third dislike Despite the fact we did get a little bit of lore yeah. in Garlic Jr.'s past. Yeah. That's the only lore they actually go into. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I'm not expecting them to go into... They, they don't explain uh, anything about the Dragon Balls. Yeah. They just kind of do it. Now, it follows the lore. Yeah. Granted. but And admittedly, you don't want to explain this to everybody. And a lot of your assumption is... The people who are watching this movie probably either A, watch Dragon Ball, or if it's over here in America, watch Dragon Ball Z, and they already know some of this stuff. But, like, they don't explain the Dragon Balls. Mm. They don't explain who Kami is. No. 
They don't explain who Piccolo is or what the relation between them That are. is true. I'm not saying you've got to go out and spell everything out. I'm saying you had room for like two two or three lines that would say, oh, here's this. And then of course, when you're ignoring major lore elements, such as the fact that, you know, technically if Goku, if Piccolo and Kami were dead, they mm-hmm. shouldn't have been able to summon anything. So Garlic Jr. should have known Kami was still alive. Yeah. Just by the fact that he had the Dragon Balls and was yeah. able to use them. If Garlic Jr. knows about was it, knows about his father in, in being a runner up for Guardian of the Universe, as mm-hmm. they call it in the English version, but literally in Japan it's God, mm. <laughs> then he should have known that God created the Dragon Balls mm-hmm. and that the Dragon Balls don't work if you kill God. Yeah. And also how stupid is it if you're going to kill uh how stupid is it to kill attack piccolo yeah to kill kami piccolo is stronger for the, for no other reason than he's younger mhm he fought goku goku could have beaten kami back then and kami is an old man yeah by this point he's an old green dude he's an he's an old yeah he's he could have lived for a l- for longer uh, than he does in the show. Yeah, but he's still an old man. He can't fight at this point. He's yeah, not not physically. Yeah, um, and plus it, it's it's almost an unfair fight when it comes to Garlic Junior going against Kami. Yeah, if Garlic Junior can fight Kami, yeah, why did you attack Piccolo? Yeah, Piccolo is wiping the floor with your three minions, and yeah, and this when they're when he's not being ambushed. Yeah. And also, why on earth is in that opening animation that guy running on air? Just to get that out of the way. Yeah. That annoys me. <laughs> it's like, what on earth am I looking at? But um, This is also brought up and abridged. Yes, it, also, it is. But uh, the, it's the willful ignorance. It, it, it's willfully ignorant, ignoring your uh, some plot elements and... Assuming your audience is going to know some a lot of these other plot elements. I'm not going to say you have to go in and tell me who Krillin is. We saw Krillin. We see, oh, he was hanging out with Master Roshi. And we just get a chance to look at these characters. I mentioned all these characters. Yeah. With the exception of Goku, Krillin, Piccolo, Kami, Garlic Jr., and his minions. Yeah. The rest of those characters are like in it for five seconds. True. They might as well not have been in the movie. Mm. They did not, uh, and and they have like maybe one line each because they actually showed other characters who didn't have any lines. True. They do nothing to get you into the story and make it a good story. Yeah, it's just here's the we're going into it, we're having fun. Pretty much to some degree, I like that. It's not meant to be a deep story, I grant you, but it's like at least tell something on par with the show you're basing this on. True. That's all I ask. Third dislike. Third dislike. Okay. So this is kind of going outside the realm. Going outside the realm of the movie. So we get a glimpse. A glimpse of what power Gohan has. Yes. Yes, we do. All right. And so in the movie, it's like, okay, we get this. Okay. He, he, he won the day. He won the day. Mm-hmm. But then, ultimately, it's for not. 
be like, yeah, you get into the Cell saga where he, quote unquote, he beats Cell. Well, <laughs> admittedly, you are touching on an, a plot element from Dragon Ball also where uh, he's not been trained. He just has this raw instinct that takes over when he sees, when he goes berserk, because he's kind yeah. of a berserker, especially yeah, in these early shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the element here. Mm-hmm. And they tap into it as almost a way to introduce this fact. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it is It is sad when we go deeper into the Dragon Ball Z lore mm-hmm. of where Gohan is basically being pro- pop- propped up to be the successor to Gohu, yeah, Goku. Yeah, because Kira Toriyama had originally intended for Gohan to take Goku's place as the hero of exactly. this part of it. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Yeah, because because people like Goku too much. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's that's what happens when you have uh, an artist bending to you know the publisher the, demands, publisher demands, and pub, you know, public demand. Um, but admittedly, Goku was the hero. It made sense to focus on him more than Gohan. And, that is true. But then they, he becomes Saiyan man, which is that's but, still kind of funny. It is funny, but at the same time, it's like okay, we went from this and the thing extremely is, powerful character to now. Here's the thing: the laughing stock. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ask. I'm gonna let's get into this right quick, even though we're not reviewing Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Well, technically, we are reviewing Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, because that's how... A, mo- a movie. A movie, but looking at the series. Yeah. And the manga. Yeah. Up until... Really... Akira Toriyama was trying to get Gohan to be the hero up until... Uh, really, the Majin Buu stuff was really going strong. Right. Because you even see him as a teenager training with Supreme Kai. Yeah. And to uh, to fight, I mean, he he's the one who defeated Cell. Yeah. And the Saiyaman stuff is just a uh, well, maybe he's a superhero. Yeah. It's a it's meant to, it's meant it's meant as a way for Gohan to continue. Yeah, I agree. Being with that. a hero without being known because he's got to go to school during this arc. Yeah, I agree with that. Even though Videl finds him anyway, finds him yeah. out anyway. But I mean, it. Akira Toriyama tried up until really that point to get Gohan to be the protagonist mm-hmm. and it just never took Agreed. either from publisher demands or it just couldn't work with the story or it would just always come down to Goku needs to save the day. Yeah. It just never worked out for Go- for Gohan. Goku worst dad. Piccolo best dad. Exactly. Anyway, Vegeta's a better dad. <laughs> Either way. Which is sad. That is really. sad. That is really, At really sad. At least Vegeta was around for his son. That is true. He wasn't dead half the time. <laughs> very, very true. Anyway. Either way. So I just wanted to bring that up because it was... Because you had so much potential, but then you had so many little compromises and you know, demands come upon it that I think it would have been a really cool idea that Goku would have either died or left... And it would have been more about Gohan. Yeah. But it never happened. But they brought him back. They brought him back, of course. So that is my number three. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this review. So we need to rate this thing. All right. Um, I am giving this movie a five. Okay. I, it's not a great movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah. Let's be honest. 
it's not even a good 40 minute OVA episode. Right. This is literally 40. I'm not going to say it wasted my time. Yeah. Cause I do, do enjoy this and it's got some interesting parts, but it is, it's got a paper thin story. It's, it, it loses it's so much of its logic does not follow the show's world building. Mm-hmm. It just does its thing. And it's ultimately pointless. True. The only thing it does is give an excuse for them to bring in a pointless filler arc during Dragon Ball Z that adds nothing to the story. And that's probably its worst sin is the fact that the Garlic Jr. saga comes out of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have to give it a five because it's it's not bad, but it's not good. Yeah, I agree it's with you. It's right that. in the middle, and I, I personally think it fails as a, a Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, personally. Anyway, all right. What do you so, rate this thing? Sorry, yeah, I'll get a four and a half. Okay, four and a half, just just a little bit below. I like it's it's entertaining the 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 lack of preparation in working on this mm-hmm. really bugged me be like the fact that i love a bridge version of this more than the original yeah uh now granted they had hindsight these people maybe had hindsight these but people didn't know what was coming when no. they made this exactly and they and i think that's really why they went with the paper thin plots because mm-hmm. they didn't know where akira toriyama was going right so yeah it's just it's it's if they if they would have had more information in this movie and gave it, you know, filled it out a little more, mm-hmm. it would have probably been a much more entertaining movie. It does have the fact that we are going back to the original, the old school Dragon Ball Z before the big powers, yeah. before everything it's, went It's nuts. really more like a Dragon Ball sequel. But in, that's, that's the thing you do have to remember about this movie. Right. It was meant to introduce people. Yeah. To the new elements that were coming in Z. So you get Gohan. You get the idea that Goku and Piccolo are going to be working together. Yeah. yeah. You get the fact that it's going to be more action-focused than the more comedy action that it had been doing up to this point. True. There, the point of the movie was not to... It was really, the point of the movie was to promote the show. Yeah, I agree. And to promote the continuation of the manga. Mm-hmm. That was the point of it. It wasn't really meant to be a big movie, but at the same time, what point is a movie if it does not uh, tell a good story? Yeah. Agreed. Or at least tell a fun, interesting story that doesn't feel like it's... I mean, this doesn't even have a... This really has the semblance of a story to begin with. So. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's so paper thin, one of our weakest characters could break it. Yamcha? Yeah, Yancha. He's not even in the movie. No, he's not. <laughs> but anyway. But Yancha could do it. Either way, so I'm giving it a four and a half. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes. So uh, we were initially going to add our six movies to the list this yeah. week. We're going to hold off a week. Yeah. Because uh, next week, I think, if he's still interested, we're going to have a guest. Yeah. 
Uh, now, admittedly, we probably can't do this live because I don't have the live set up for guest uh, recordings yet. Right. So uh, join us next week when uh, Josh Adams joins us for Pokemon the First Movie. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Oh, yes. Got to catch them all. Indeed. So uh, join us next time for that. Pika, pika. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy. So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page, on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.